Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 4, Episode 18. Today we're going to be talking about protein and different ways we can get that macro into our bodies. Tony, how's it going? It's going okay. How about you? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I, I know we always say, you know, about digging the show, but again, I never really apologize for that because the date is literally on the show. As people click on it, they see the date that this was put out there. So yeah. it's okay. So, I mean, here we are in uh, uh, mid-November, getting the yard ready, get all the Christmas yeah. decorations up. And uh, yes, I'm that guy only because I hate the cold. Like I totally loathe it. If you haven't figured that out now in the past, uh, you know, three seasons, three, almost four seasons now that right. I'm not a fan. Uh, you know, I look forward to this this uh, uh, this extra, what is it, every, like the first week of November or so, we catch a few 60, 70, 70 degree days, and that is shut down the yard, get up the decorations, and uh, prepare to hibernate. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here in Ohio right now, um, and, and so today was a lot of uh, leaf blowing and uh, uh, wrapping up the patio furniture and taking the hoses and bringing them in the garage, draining them, hanging them up, all that. Uh, didn't get the Christmas decorations started yet. However, your younger nephew uh, believes we're going to be the Griswolds uh, this year, and uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I told him maybe on the inside of the house, but I'm not getting on the roof and putting up 1,562 twinkling night uh, lights, right? Uh, so... Um, no, you're not going to see, uh, what's that? Some reason, some reason you're not coming through. Now I am, um, some, some popped up on the computer and I'm hitting the space bar and it's just not coming through. So you took the, the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask you how many lights did Clark put on the on the house. I didn't know the answer, but I, I kind of figured you would. It was more than that. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I don't know, but it was way more than that. I think it was 10,000. Uh, but his father-in-law did point out to him, folks, fans of that movie, which I'll start watching every day. Um, he, those lights aren't aren't twinkling. <laughs> he let him know. Uh, but he even got a bigger shock when, when Cousin Eddie showed up, right? So he... It took his mind off the lights, rather. That's one of the greatest Christmas movies, I think, ever, as we go off from our protein intake. But um, uh, two things that we can tie. We could actually tie protein into this show with that particular movie, as we are completely off the cuff here. That turkey definitely did not have the proper amount of protein <laughs> per guests, I don't think. I don't think that turkey had the proper amount of water, let alone uh, any, anything else. No. Uh, come on, Catherine. Uh, yeah, it was it was bad. But um, yeah. So so see that we tied an '80s show right into it. That and uh, did you see by chance, folks out there listening, uh, who are fans of a Christmas story? Did you see that they're they're? I wonder how that's going to come out. Uh, he's he's in his 40s now. Um, I didn't see in the in the uh, what do you call it in the trailer. Yeah, in the trailers, I didn't see Randy. I just saw Ralphie. I saw Flick. Uh, I saw a couple of the other kids. I saw the double dog dares and the triple dog dares. I saw Was Mom. Flick? Flick who? Yeah, yeah, Flick who. Yeah, but I didn't see Randy. You know, I can't put my arms down. Um, uh, anybody who's seen that movie, uh, you have to you have to watch it, don't you? You have to. Uh, I'm hoping that they do justice to that, to that, you know, the original. 
But nonetheless, nothing to add there. Oh, wait a minute. They did have, they did go, they went and got Chinese food, I think, at the end. It, that's not exactly the cleanest protein. I guess you can argue there's some protein there, but uh, that's a whole different show. <laughs> that's a whole different show for sure. Yeah, so the, bump, the Bumpus is dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah who knows? But, um, or cats. I didn't say that. Uh, uh, that being said, um, protein. You know, man, what, I, are, what are, <laughs> I'm sorry. Before we get into it, Bumpus's dogs. The Bumpus dogs were the ones who ran in and ate the turkey, so they had to go get Chinese food. Come yeah. on, Tony. Okay, go on. I or know cats. that. Well, you know, you know you're where I was going. You're saying cats. Yeah, I saw where you were going. Yeah, never mind. Um, I, I, I was going ahead of the game. Um, why was the door open? How did the Bumpus hounds even get in? That always bothers me. How did I mean? How did those dogs get in the house? We have dogs all around our neighborhood. None of them just walk in the kitchen and start eating my food. So I don't know, but it happens. And um, I, they hey, they improvised. They had to hey, listen. They they had to change their sales. We talked about being the best Jew on this show how many times, and he was good at it. Um, Dad was good at changing. And adjusting his sales to make the best of a bad situation. Um, uh, I can't remember the actor's name now. He passed away several years ago. Um, great actor. And man, I can't remember his actual name. But um, uh, yeah, there you go. Check it out. But today, while Joe's checking out the actor's name who played the father in Christmas Story, he actually was uh, also, uh, he played a great role in um, uh, the movie with uh, Tom Cruise, The Firm. He was a fantastic actor in The Firm, uh, as several other movies as well. And I'm sure we're going to get that name in a minute here. No, and again, you're gone. I had to keep remembering to click on this window. Darren McGavin. That's it, Darren McGavin. Great father uh, figure in that movie and a great actor in any movie I've ever seen him in. Uh, and, and our listeners are, are sitting there going, are you guys going to talk about protein or are we going to keep this up guys we haven't done 80 stuff in a long time so give me a break for a minute would you all right i'm ready now i'm ready so when we talk about protein the one thing ladies and gentlemen as we get into the into the show now um we're not going to break down the the composition of protein um you have three macronutrients out there everybody knows that you have your your fats you have your carbohydrates and you have your protein joe um all these, all these are made up of, of hydrogen and oxygen, carbon. Protein is the only one that is made up of nitrogen. Nitrogen. Uh, and it's kind of cool because it makes it easier to track. And that's a different show that we're going to talk about when it comes to uh, nitrogen strips or when it comes to doctors being able to, to measure your blood urea nitrogen levels, which is, you know, when people might have kidney stones and they're, they go to the doctor and they figure that whole thing out. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, a cool thing. And actually all you're going to have to do is listen to this show in its entirety today, Joe, and you'll understand a little bit more about how much protein you should be taking. There's all these myths out there, right? I have to take in one gram of protein per pound of body weight. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't agree. And we're going to get into why, but first what we want to do is we want to, as I continue to scratch my face, I, I'm going to get into what are the benefits of protein. Uh, number one, and everybody, this is everybody's favorite, being able to maintain or gain lean muscle tissue. 
And why wouldn't it be? Um, it's extremely important to have, a, you know, muscle on your body. There's so many different reasons why you need a muscular system, not just the looks. I know people think about how am I going to look for ladies? I want to wear that spaghetti strap dress and I want my shoulders, my biceps, my triceps to look fantastic for guys. I want to look great. I want to look like, you know, big and strong in that muscle t-shirt. So, okay. Um, we get it, but I think a lot of people don't realize a huge benefit, another huge benefit with Protein Joe. Folks, I don't know if you understand that or knew this, but your bone, your bone structure, 50%, let me make sure I get this right as I think through this, 50% of your volume, bone volume, is made up of protein, Joe. And I think a third, about 33% of your bone mass is protein. It's protein makeup. So protein is huge when it comes to strong bones as well, not just lean muscle tissue. It also helps to burn fat. People always talk about, you know, gaining larger muscle helps to burn fat. And there's a science behind that. And it makes sense And when you, when you look at the science. And it's true. And another thing that it does is it helps to increase the thermic effect. Now, I don't want to get into great detail when it comes to the thermic effect, Joe. And here's why. That's something that I want a professional to be on the show about and talk about. I'm not well-versed in the background of the thermic effect. Here's what I do know. When you put food in your mouth, okay, or not just you, the thermic effect doesn't just work for Joe. It works for everybody. When you put food in your mouth, the digestive process continues. Some people will even say it starts before that process. During that process, the amount of energy that your body creates in order to take that food and burn that and use it as energy, store it, decide what it's going to do with it. All is a process called the thermic effect. To increase the thermic effect is to burn that food for more energy and store less. Roundabout way. There's so much more that goes into the thermic effect. Protein helps to increase the thermic effect for sure. And, uh, you know, when it comes to fat burning, obviously, as we said before, protein is the way to go when it comes to a leaner you. You want to look leaner, you want to look more muscular. Those are the basic benefits. We're going to talk about a few other things today. Why do you eat protein? If I had to ask you a question, why do you eat protein? Uh, well, for me personally, it's, it's to, if not gain muscle, but also maintain muscle mass, uh, real quick though, we're talking about thermogenic, uh, effect real quick. Thermic, thermic effect, thermic effect. Okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. is that, does that correlate to what we've discussed in previous shows about calories, not going down that road, but, uh, but we did said it's actually a, a unit of, of measurement. It's not an actual tangible, th a calorie. It's not a tangible thing. It's a unit of me measurement. Does that go hand in hand with the thermic effect? Is, is that correct? Long, long story. Yeah. Long story short. Yes. So, uh, and, and so again, there's so much science behind that, that I don't, I, I, I always, and I tell you this, I'm not going to pretend like I know something that I don't know a lot about. As a professional trainer, uh, I know that that's what I know about the thermic effect. It's not. It's nothing I've never really uh, indulged in, and, and and I've never written a paper on that. I've never had essays that I had to answer on that. And so, what I would love to do was always bring in somebody who has a well-versed background in that that can explain it a lot more, and we can engage in conversation with them. And that's that's just where I feel about that. But I I thought it was necessary to bring up. You have to bring that stuff up. 
Um, and, and those are the benefits of protein. And there's a little bit more that goes into that. And, you, uh, you know, I think, you know, here's, here's where we, you know, last week we talked about time. Remember that time and energy and money. And, and so when we talk about, when we talk about time, a lot of people will, will, before we talk about how much protein you should be eating, a lot of people will talk about, yeah, you know, this whole thing with protein, even if he's not going to talk about it, takes one gram per body pound. I don't have the time to make the fish dishes, the chicken breast dishes, the the lean meat, you know, the hamburger meat, the steaks, uh, the, the beefs, the different types of beef stews. And whatever I'm making in order to get my protein for me, for my family, I don't have the time to cook in that manner all the time. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show. But we're going to talk now about some of the hacks when it comes to getting in protein. Some of it clean, some of it not as clean, but okay to use when you're running low on time, which we are, and you know we're doing that often. And I actually have some of the products here with me today, Joe. So I'm going to show them. I'm going to give some brief information about them. I'm going to tell everybody this real quick. I am not a sponsor of any one of these particular products. Joe and I do not get paid, all right, to to uh, promote these products. If ever that comes down the line where we are being promoted, all right, or sponsored by these products, you'll be the first to know, ladies and gentlemen. These are just products that I have on hand, that I always have on hand, that uh, today has been quite the day, Joe. Closing down the yard, having to get my oldest to his concussion protocol for basketball practice or about the basketball season. You know all about that um, as they're on the same team. You're, you're 13 year old and mine soon to be 13 year old. Um, uh, you know, um, my younger one, as you know, didn't have school today. So he was home with me. And, and so there's, you know, your game plan changes. So, you know, people start saying, well, we don't have time to eat those meals. Well, Here's a couple of things that you can do. This is something I'm going to tell you right now, folks. This is my number one product right here. I don't know. How, how well can you see that right there? Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, chicken enough to where we, yeah, chicken bone broth. Again, not chicken broth. Chicken bone broth. Chicken broth has a little bit more stuff in there that is not that great for you, and it's only two grams of protein per serving. Chicken bone broth, folks, Chick, or, or beef bone broth, this is the way I go. This is the best stuff right here. The great stuff, the, what's great about this, Joe, I drink about a cup and a half of this, looking at about 14 or 15 grams of protein, and I heat it up. Anybody who listened to the show with our anthropologist, Gina Bria, where we talked about hot liquids and all the benefits of drinking hot liquids, I heat this up nice and nice and hot. And I drink my chicken bone broth, cup and a half of it. Don't take me long. Tastes good. If you like, if you like soup, you're gonna like chicken bone broth. And it's 15 grams of protein and not a whole lot of anything else. Uh, it's very clean. A lot of people, when they're intermittent fasting, will have a small glass of chicken bone broth and not break their fast whatsoever, Joe. If maybe a little bit, a little bit of protein never really breaks the fast. You start taking in a ton of protein, you can kick yourself out of your fast. You can kick yourself out of ketosis. So, uh, and again, I had 
a cup and a half of this not that long ago to get in an extra 15 grams of protein. You cannot go wrong. Chicken bone broth. You can't go wrong. Real quick, Tony. Um, and, yeah. and I, as we already said, brand doesn't matter here. We're, we're talking about the actual product itself. It's chicken bone broth, bone so broth. That, but but yeah. real quick, my, my question is, um, how is sodium on, on the bone broths? What's the sodium... Uh, so if you look at the so so if you look at the sodium, I don't have my glasses on, uh, and I always do look at the sodium. Uh, I believe I do not have my glasses on. I mean, I cannot joke. Can you see it? Yeah, and so can everyone else. Ninety-five milligrams. Yeah, yeah. folks, don't, who's laughing out there in T-bomb land? I literally could not see that. I don't have my glasses on. Anyway. Everybody saw me. Everybody saw me doing this too. Yeah, <laughs> two brothers. We're not twenty-five anymore. Yeah, I don't wear mine. I, I have the light in front of me, and I, you would see nothing but two bulbs of light. So I, I could see my glasses on the kitchen counter, ladies and gentlemen. They are not within reach, but I can see them, and I'm not going to get them. I'm going to fight through this show with no glasses on. I don't care. Uh, so ninety-five milligrams of sodium, uh, and again, a cup and a half is about fifteen grams of protein, and it's good stuff. I love it. Uh, and, uh, and there's that. That's that. Moving on to the second product. There's five here. Um, a second product. This right here by, um, I'll say it, it's Chicken of the Sea. This is your pink salmon here, okay? Pink salmon. It, it, all you do is open the packet, put it in, in a container, and eat it. This is 15 grams of protein in this pack. They have the bigger packs that are about 31 grams of protein. This is clean stuff. This is good stuff, okay? And I use this often when it comes to breaking my fast or if i'm in a in a, in a catch 22 or i'm not a catch 22 but a, a a situation where i'm not not a catch 22 i'm in a situation where i am not going to get my protein intake in that day so i'm going to have a quick packet of this 15 grams in the smaller packet 31 grams of protein in the bigger packet that's going to come into play when i tell you how many grams of protein you should be taking in a day you're going to start realizing how beneficial this stuff is and folks you don't cook it you just open it up and eat it i think it's delicious that's my taste buds but we don't like that stuff then then don't eat it hey you know what t tony this is probably a good place to talk about something else real quicker because i think people have a general idea that all fish is almost created equal um tilapia no you know for the longest time uh, tilapia was supposed to be like the greatest fish ever until more and more started to come out on it, uh, how it's being, it's, it's being farmed. Um, the, the whole chemical process that, that they're giving these fish, uh, what is it? Mercury, high mercury levels, high mercury levels. It's a very stressful fish because it's stressed out because it's literally on top of 15,000 other fish while it's being farmed and whatever it's being injected with. It's not, does it taste good? Sure. Should I never eat tilapia again? Is that the question out there, folks? I didn't say that. <laughs> I said if you're going to have tilapia, okay. It cannot be your your chicken bone broth can be an everyday item. Your wild caught, as it says on the package, your wild caught chicken of the sea pink salmon can be done you know, every day. Do I eat it every day? No. No, maybe two, three days a week at the most. Um, and but but that's the that's a good protein source. When you're talking about your fish though, Joe, we're gonna actually get into that a little bit. We're going to get into your shellfish and your whitefish and things like that. Um, let's get to our third product here right now and keep that question right right in front of us. You ever see these before? P3 protein packs? 
I think I've seen them at your house, if that counts. Yeah. Okay. It, it counts because then it means you see them. If you go to the store, you see them. And this one right here has 14 grams in it. It has turkey bites. It has ham bites. Well, ham's pork. I didn't say anything about the cleanest protein in this product. This is a go-to. This one has cheddar cheese. You have other ones that have maybe 10 or 11 grams of protein, Joe, where they'll have Colby Jack cheese and turkey bites and almonds. Um, uh, and, you know, they switch them up. There's about five or six different packs the way they put them together. And it's a go-to. When I'm driving from Lansing to Youngstown or Youngstown, Ohio to Lansing, Michigan, this is the perfect 14 grams of protein while I'm driving. And no... No real, you know, it, it, it's not detrimental to my driving abilities, but at the same time, having this in a protein drink, I could take in anywhere between 30, 40 grams of protein in my drive back up or my drive back down. And so I love these things for that situation. Do I eat them every day? No. Are they the cleanest protein? No, but you can use them. They're not the worst protein. I can think of a million things to eat worse than this. It's, it's again, 14 grams of protein, not a whole lot of carbs, not a whole lot of fat. Good go-to. Give our, let's give our people some, some, uh, some props here. Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. Not the yogurt that you find in the store that has 35 grams of sugar or added sugar. Greek yogurt. This one right here has 15 grams of protein. 15 grams of protein. It has a vanilla flavor. There's a natural flavor in it. That makes it not the cleanest protein anytime you see natural flavors. But it is a good go-to. It is a good go-to. When it comes to the 15 grams of protein, no artificial sweeteners, and there's zero grams of added sugar. So that is the protein go-to for me in this situation. When I need protein and I don't have time to sit there and start cooking up a fish or a chicken or a steak or and, and so on, right? That's my go-to. Greek yogurt, you can't go wrong. I'll give you a, a real quick one on the Greek yogurt. If you get the, the non-flavor, just the big tub of it, it's just non-fat Greek, uh, Greek yogurt. Uh, and out of a, a, a scoop of, I have gourmet vanilla protein mix and add yep. that in. And the, I mean, you still get the vanilla flavor, but then you have that much more protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about this with Ron, the pharmacist. All right, this is IsoPure zero carb protein. All right, and you have you have this is IsoPure here. There's IsoPure one thousand, and there's several different brands that they make. It tastes about as bland as you get, but you have twenty four to twenty six grams of protein in one serving. And what I do, folks, is I add either a teaspoon of monk fruit, or I add a packet or two of, and I'm looking at my cabinet up there because that's where it's at of your organic. Um, stevia. So those are the two artificial sweeteners that I'll go with if I'm going to go with anything. I might even do that and add it to my yogurt, stir it up, or add a couple strawberries to my yogurt and stir it up. And and so you're you're getting your natural sugars when you add your strawberries to your yogurt. Yes, but I'd rather add a berry to my yogurt than to pour table sugar into my yogurt or buy yogurt that has a ton of table sugar in it four or five teaspoons before you even start the day so those are just some of the different uh, and again this particular isopro way is and it by the way it's also why isolate way concentrate a second 
So those are the two that I'm looking at out of the gate. It's not milk caseinate. It's not soy. It's the good stuff. It's the hydrolyzed whey protein. And so that's the good stuff. And it's about 24 grams of protein. Um, some of these products, the, the whey protein, Joe, the chicken bone broth and the wild caught pink salmon chicken by the sea, those three I will use in breaking a fast. The yogurt and the P3 protein packs, normally I don't use them for breaking a fast. They're more of a go-to when I need a little more protein. It's not the cleanest, but it's clean enough. What uh, is a great protein intake? Cottage cheese. I don't have a tub of cottage cheese sitting here with me. I do have some at the apartment. And cottage cheese, one of the greatest, cottage cheese is up to, if I'm not mistaken, one cup of cottage cheese is about 30 grams of protein. People say cottage cheese tastes horrible. I don't like the texture, that curd texture. It's all about how they heat it up, how they cook it, you know, after how do they make it. You know, it's milk and uh, it's it's what they do with the milk. But it's whole milk, by the way. Um, it is, again, 31 grams of protein. If you eat a cup of it, that's a lot. So go with a half a cup of it. And folks, listen, if you want to add a little bit of pineapple, well, you said in your show about sugar, not to eat tropical fruits. I didn't say to eat a pineapple with your cottage cheese every day. I said, when you eat cottage cheese, if you want to add a little bit of pineapple, by all means, folks, do that. Do that. You're looking to get a little extra protein in. It's not going to kill you to add a little bit of pineapple if you're eating your cottage cheese dish uh, every now and then when you need to add a little extra protein to your diet, if that makes sense. Does it, it does. make sense? And, and and that's one of those things, too, that you probably want to watch every day. And depending on who you are, I mean, you know what your limitations are. I do know that cottage cheese is a little higher in the sodium level uh, other mm-hmm. than, you know, than than you know, like yogurt. I think some of us think cottage cheese is like some different type of yogurt. That's not necessarily true. That's not true at all. Um, So, you know, just be aware of that. But again, like you said, everything in moderation is probably just fine. Yes. Moderation is the key. Moderation is the key. But people are asking that question. Okay. Thanks for the hacks on term in terms of, you know, getting in a quick protein fix to help, but you haven't answered the question how much protein does it take for me to be at my best to be at my best what do i need from a nutritional standpoint we're going to answer that question after a word from our sponsor don't go anywhere we'll be right back two brothers one mike is sponsored by ysn your sports network loyal local live hey everyone it's joe from two brothers one mike For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play. So you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So 
This is such a, a loaded question sometimes, Joe. When people, they ask, well, because of that myth. You know, you, you'll have bodybuilders that'll come up to, to me and, and say, um, I take in 2.5 grams of protein per body weight uh, pound. And I, I just, I can't believe, like, do you realize how much protein that is a day? These bodybuilders, even if you even if you get uh, a bodybuilder who is you know slight in stature, not 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 your Lou Ferrignos and your Arnold Schwarzeneggers in their prime, but slight in stature and 190 pounds, five foot seven, 190 pounds, lean as a machine. Um, think about how much protein that is. That's over 400 grams of protein a day. That's absolutely insanity on a daily basis. I don't even know. I'll put the argument out there. I don't even know that it takes 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight for a bodybuilder. We're going to talk about this. Lifestyle. Lifestyle does come into play here. When you look at, um, folks, if you're somebody who's is asking about the recommended daily allowance, I always tell people this. Anytime you're looking at the RDAs of anything, I don't care if it's a macronutrient, I don't care if it's a vitamin, I don't care if it's a mineral, whatever it is, don't look at that. Joe, did you know that the RDA in so many cases is still looking at the smallest rations needed for a World War II soldier to be able to carry out their missions way back in the 1940s? That's where that came from. That's where the RDA came from. The RDA allowances, that is where that comes from, ladies and gentlemen. We've moved on from there. Things have changed. And I'm not even going to say that that was good for them soldiers when it comes to what they had to do and the amount of stress on their body. I would like to know who figured out what's the least amount we need to give them in order for them to be able to carry out their missions carry out their daily, you know, I don't want to say chores. That's far from a chore. Um, their, their, you know, their, their daily duties um, in, in, in such a stressful environment. And so I always find that to be amazing. I'm not looking at the RDAs here because if you look at that, it'll tell you on average people need between 50, 55, up to maybe 64 grams of protein per day. That's you, almost have to, you almost have to wonder too if – if it was if if it was figured out based upon the amount of energy that they need to carry out their duties, or if it was based Maybe. upon how much can we afford, because <laughs> it always comes back to money. You know, every time it any time it has anything to do with food, quality of food, grade of food, uh, it always comes down to when you're feeding the masses the almighty dollar. How much would it yeah. actually cost the government to feed them, and what's the bare minimum we could give each if we can only afford X amount? Right. Which case then our health isn't even what was key in the, even in the first place, even believe it or not, folks, I'm going to say this over 80 years ago, not 60. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you always, Joe always have, finds a way to, to make me calculate my age in my head. Um, and, and it's true though. It is true. When are we going to move on from this RDA? So, that being said, you know, we talked about this before where we try to stay away from studies. So I'm going to, I, I feel like this is a good time to bring up a couple of things that were found in studies because if people are going to ask the question, 
I'm going to let you know that this is what has been found in so many studies, whether it's been here in the United States. Uh, I know that the study that I, I had seen before that was um, in uh, done in Britain. Uh, and, and so the, the, this first study, though, what they did was Joe, they, they took uh, two. They took two different types of groups, conditioned athletes, condi- well-conditioned athletes. So right away, people are thinking, oh, boy, they're working out five, six days a week. They're competing. It's got to be at least one one gram of protein per pound of body weight. They put one group and they did they gave them they gave them approximately 0. 0.75, 0. 0.75 or 0. 0.76 grams of protein per pound of body weight daily for a three month period. Now. The reason why, folks, there's been some studies I've seen that have been a month long, four weeks, some studies that are six weeks long. And the reason why, I don't want to say I debunk that right away, Joe, but the reason why I don't read much further on a one-month study is because it's my opinion, it's under my opinion, that when the body is breaking down tissue, it takes a lot longer for the breakdown process and the rebuilding process. So I want to see studies that are done over longer periods of time. Make sense? Yes. So, so I went with the three month. I went with the three month that I that I had seen, and I, again, I, and, uh, this is off the top of my head. 0.76 or maybe it was 0.76 grams per pound of body weight for the first group, and then the second group of well conditioned athletes, they went with one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So, if the person weighed 180, they ate 180 grams of protein a day. If a person was in the other group. And they weighed 180, they ate 77% of their body weight per gram of protein per body weight. You know, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying as I, as I ramble on. Three months, strength, lean muscle tissue gain, the same. The absolute same. Group taking in more protein did not gain much of anything, if anything at all, when it comes to gaining strength, which protein will do, gaining muscle mass, which protein will do. It was a definitive study that showed that maybe we aren't looking at this in the right way. And they did several studies, several, they've done a lot of studies since then that have proven this time and time again, where these people who are saying, well, I have to take in 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight because I'm a construction worker who competes in CrossFit games. I compete, you know, on a, you know, national level, regional level. I'm in the gym six days a week. I'm doing construction out in the heat. My body is breaking down lean tissue times 20. I need to be able to, you know, I need the proper amount of amino acids. I need the proper amount of protein back in my body in order to build me up bigger, faster, and stronger. 0.77 would do it for you. 0.76 will do it for you. 76% of your body weight. And it, folks, if you're out there and you're saying, I don't agree with you, that's that's okay. That's okay. Because the studies have shown, even in bodybuilders, even in bodybuilders, that anything from one study I was reading, anything over 0.82 grams of protein per pound of body weight does minimal for you in one study that was done in Britain over a six-month period. 0.82, it didn't, they didn't decrease, they didn't increase much, they maintained. So if you're going to go up to that one gram, 
I get it because you're trying to gain. But when you're telling me 2.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight in order to build any muscle tissue as a bodybuilder, I'm sorry, but there's a few more things going on there in your regimen that you're taking that you shouldn't be taking, but you're taking that is causing you to gain lean muscle tissue a little faster. And Joe, you remember the show about FFMI, right? Your fat-free mass index. You bring these guys in and you test them and they're walking out of there 34% FFMI. Sorry, sorry, sir, but you're taking something you shouldn't be taking. Has nothing to do with protein at that point. Yeah, I think it's just a general idea that, well, more is better, right? So if I take more in more protein, uh, naturally, I'll see bigger and better results because protein builds muscle. And what people don't, I, I think what they forget about uh, bringing into the equation is that to build muscle, you have to break down muscle, you have to tear muscle. Um, and so the the obviously, the it's not what you're putting... What you're putting in is going to help, but it also has a lot to do with the work that you're putting in. And yeah. that's what's probably uh, why you're, you know, why you're seeing those results. Uh, the other end is like, again, but, and I thought that we had talked about this with Ron, the pharmacist as well. You're just excreting after a certain point. Your, your body's just getting rid of uh, uh, X amount of protein. And isn't it also something that can lead to eventual kidney stones? That's funny. Now, did, did folks, you just led me right into the next thing we're going to talk about, okay? And, and and did we rehearse this? No, we didn't rehearse this. We didn't. And and so, your body can only utilize so much protein at one time, okay? So if you're going to go in here and take that much protein in, your body is not going to be able to handle that. Now, again, we talked about earlier when we talked about the higher blood urea nitrogen levels and how your doctor can decide whether or not uh, you're on the road to kidney stones uh, and kidney disease and dehydration. A lot of people don't know this. How many people out there knew this? Joe, did you know this? Protein is a diuretic. Did you know that? No, I never knew yes. that. Yes. Yes. Protein is a diuretic. And and so when you're measuring, when when, a, when you, you, know, you have these nitrogen strips out there, you can buy, uh, again, or if you're going to the doctor for a more confirmed uh, test on on where your your blood urea nitrogen levels are at. Um, they did a study, okay, and, and and this study is one of my favorite. They brought in a group of people, and they gave them the maximum amount of protein that they should be taking in. So, folks, everyone has this maximum amount. We all have maybe some different levels of how much protein. If you look at International Sports Sciences Association, which is where all my studying is through, they have a chart in all their books, okay? Uh, I see it all the time in every course that I take, which I'm getting ready to take another course here pretty soon to update my certifications. And so in that book, it'll show you, this is your lifestyle. If this is your lifestyle, this is exactly what you should be taking in. Hold on one second. Do not disturb. There we go. I thought I had it on. Anyway, folks, listen to the show and quit texting me. Um, so so uh, when it comes to the chart that I was talking about with ISSA, um, it'll say, you know, this is your lifestyle. This is where you're at. You should have this plus your body weight times this particular number. You're supposed to be eating 0.8 times, you know, 0.8 of 
your body weight per pound of body weight. So if you're 200 pounds, 80% of 200, that's how much protein you should be taking on a daily basis. So they have all that. But what they did was they took these charts and they took everybody's maximum level based on their lifestyles. How much can you eat at your at the most protein you should be taking in without overdoing it? And they added five ounces of fish to each person's diet on top of that maximum level. Five ounces. Well, how much is five ounces? If you're looking at shellfish, Joe, if you're looking at whitefish, if you're looking at any type of fish, you know, you're looking at anywhere between 19, 18, 19 grams of protein all the way up to like 30 grams of protein. So let's just go 25 grams. So you're looking at their maximum level of protein intake on a daily basis plus another 25 grams of protein per day. When they were doing all the blood work and all the tests on these people over uh, an extended period of time, they were finding that their their ability, all right, their ability or their chances, I should say, of gaining kidney stones, kidney disease, increasing dehydration, through all that testing of their blood urea nitrogen levels, increased over 200%. Because of the amount of protein they were taking in, which is what only what 20, 25 grams more protein at their above their maximum levels per day, and, and and so what do you say? Do you debunk this study? There have been many studies out there that have shown this. So when someone tells me they're taking in 2.5 grams of protein per one pound of body weight, and this person weighs 200 pounds, when you do the math, folks, that's absolutely ridiculous. How much protein someone's taking in? Beyond that math, the math in your pocketbook, my God, I, I couldn't, I can begin to ex- imagine how much money are you spending on your groceries on, you're, you're only going to spend so much on, on protein shakes. I mean, this right here, this used to be 89 cents for this pack. Now it's like $1.98. Some of them, depending on what you get are like $2.50, $2.55 a pack. It's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. No lie. So, so I get the money aspect of it. Imagine, imagine, you know, for people that are buying salmon, uh, organic chicken breasts or organic grass fed, grass finished, lean burger meat. Imagine how much money they're going to be spending with that type of protein intake on a, not a weekly, on a daily basis. So from the pocketbook and from your health over time, you are asking for so many different problems. And that's a fact. That's just a fact. Um, I don't know how else to put it. Anybody who disagrees, by all means, let us know what you're disagreeing with right now. Any Anything you want to add to that besides what you already added, Joe? No, no. You just pretty much confirmed what I was thinking uh, all along. I, I thought we, we've actually had this conversation in the past. Uh, and, and so I guess I was just kind of confirming what, uh, what, I, was, what I was thinking or was yeah, like money from back then yeah. anyways. Yeah, money money's always going to be an issue uh, in these situations when, when it comes to eating healthy. That's one thing that irritates me so much. Uh, not the people that are complaining because they have a right to complain. You want us to eat healthy. I go, I'll go look at certain cereals that are a lot more healthy than your sugar cereal. Cocoa Puffs are $4.59, but then when I look at this protein cereal um, with all these uh, with, with all the good stuff in it, it's not only a smaller box – but the box is like $8.50. 
and you want me to eat healthier. That drives me nuts. But um, it, it makes you really wonder how healthy do you want us to eat? So that that the, the the price point is always going to be an issue when it comes to eating healthy. I, I'm not going to argue with people about that. It does come down to if you're stop spending so much money on fast food and invest in the cleaner stuff, you can't eat purely clean, but you can eat a lot cleaner. Um, let's 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 make let's meet somewhere halfway. You know, let's meet meet me halfway across the sky. Uh, where the okay, there's Kenny Loggins, uh, and that was what was going through my head from the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Joe, anything to add about that? Nothing. You didn't think that was coming, did you? That's I where my brain went. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see any. Nope. No, meet me halfway. Every time I say that, I start singing that song on my head. So what I'm gonna do to relieve all of us of the of the irritation with where Coach Tony is going. Today with the 80s, I'm going to give us a break. We're going to hear from our sponsor. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about meal prep. Stay right there. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps. Perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Once again, we're talking about Kitchen Abs, but this time we're talking about their great selection of pancake mixes you can order right from their site. Now, whether you like blueberry cobbler, strawberry shortcake, they even have banana nut bread super cakes. You can rest assured, Kitchen Abs has you covered. And maybe you're not a fan of all these flavors, or prefer something a little more traditional, then the buttermilk-flavored mix would be the perfect fit for your breakfast. The best part about all of this, these mixes are made from scratch with top-of-the-line ingredients that are all nutritionally balanced. And with up to 36 grams of protein per serving, you just can't go wrong. Now, for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So we talked today about some protein hacks, uh, things that are clean, things that are not so clean. But in the moment, Joe, they're a great go-to. We talked about protein, not so much the breakdown of it, but we know it's, you know, we know it has the nitrogen in it, whereas fat. And, and carbs do not. Uh, we understand it's easy to understand how to measure those levels. And we also understand now that we don't need two grams of protein per pound of body weight in order to build or maintain lean muscle tissue or build or maintain strength, overall strength, muscle strength. So what other strength is there? Uh, well, there's a ton of strength, right? There's a ton of different strengths and that's a different show. But People are saying, what about the good protein? What about the grass-fed, grass-finished, organic, um, you know, the chickens that are not caged up, they're playing nice with their friends, stress-free. That's what we're looking for, right? Organic is is always a great way to go. It's 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 expensive right now. It really is. Um, so when we're looking for these or, organic chicken breasts, uh, grass-fed, grass-finished, and, and, and the beef, and the fish, whether we're looking for our whitefish, our haddock, or perch, whether we're looking for our shellfish, our lobster, our shrimp, um, what can we do? Because we don't have time to cook all this stuff every day. Meal prep is key here. Meal prep is key. I believe we've talked about this somewhat in previous shows, Joe. When it comes to meal prep, people say, How many times a week should we be meal prepping? I would say it probably is going to take twice a week. Uh, if I had to, I know we talked about this. If it's going to be a Sunday and a Wednesday, well, why Sunday and Wednesday? 
I, I just pick two days. Go Monday and Thursday. I don't care. Go Thursday and Sunday. Uh, however you want to do it. Well, why are you leaving that much time in between? Usually when it comes to leftovers, if you're going to package them and put them back in the fridge after you've cooked them, it's going to last you about four days. And then it's no good anymore. Uh, then you got to throw the stuff away. I go through it. I don't. I don't. Uh, so let me tell you guys this. If you're somebody who's going to cook a bunch of stuff and you say, well, is it okay to freeze it? Yes. Absolutely. There's different hacks and there's different ways to cook it. You can Google it and look up, how should I cook my meats? And then in order to package them, the leftovers and freeze them. Well, how long do they last in the freezer? Just a little longer than in the refrigerator, three to six months. So if you're not eating it by then, folks, I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to help you out here. If you're not eating the stuff by five months or so, then that's on you. Okay, quit making the excuse. Um, but so you can't put the stuff back in the freezer. If you don't think after you cooked it, you're going to eat it that quickly. If you are going to put it in the fridge because you're going to eat that stuff again, the next day as a leftover, or maybe two days later, then you put it in the refrigerator. It's going to be plenty of good. Well, when I heat it back up, does it devalue the nutrition? Yes. Yes. When we continuously heat up our food and we continuously boil our food and we cook our food and we bake our food, it does take some of the nutrients out. That's kind of why there's that argument for Ron the Pharmacist and supplementation. Supplementation plays a big role. So in the case of protein, that's why I showed you, you know, the good, a good protein mix or the chicken bone broth or the chicken by the sea. Uh, product, the pink salmon or the P3 packs or the yogurt, because you do get some devaluation of of protein when you begin to cook it over and over again or freeze it, right? Take some of the nutrients out. And uh, protein uh, is on the clock as well when it comes to that. So so understanding the freezer. And Joe, do you freeze protein or do you, what do you do with it? Yeah, I mean, um, if I have any meals that are left over, we'll get into this in a minute as far as what, what I do for meal prepping, which, you know, you say we've talked about this. You know we've talked about this before. We talk about it every week in one of our sponsor ads, actually. Uh, so if I have some additional uh, meals left over or, or uh, you know, maybe, maybe I ate something other than uh, my meal prep, I'll throw it in the freezer and occasionally, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I mean, so... Uh... The excuse thing is what I'm trying to avoid here with everybody. There's little hacks that you can use when you need your protein because you haven't reached your 70 to 75%, which is where I tell people if you can get there. Uh, I actually go up to about 80%. So, folks, I weigh about 100. You know, I, I, I fluctuate between 182 and 188 pounds, right? I bounce back and forth in, in, in there, that metabolic set point that we talk about, Joe. That's where I'm bouncing in that six-pound range. Sometimes it's even more. It's like 15 pounds. But I bounce in between that six-pound range. And so I try to keep my grams of protein in between 120 and 135 grams of protein daily. Today, because I, I made some mistakes in how I went about doing it, I'm not going to get 120 in. I'm going to probably end up like at 105. So hurry up and eat more protein. No, 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 no. More is not better. I chalk it, chalk it up to a failure for the day. I've been on point for like three weeks straight now. And it's not going to hurt me. 
I'm not going to sit at home in the dark in my underwear with my thumb in my mouth begging for mercy because I have what's the word I'm looking for I've 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 you've disappointed the, the protein gods I was going to say the protein gods and I couldn't think of the word disappoint You're welcome. we're on the same we're on the same page today it's we're, it's almost like I mean we're on the same exact page today uh so I didn't I don't want to disappoint the protein gods so today I have and I'm okay with that and they're okay with that and we'll move on from that so you know you know freezing it and then you know bringing it out before that six month time period and cooking it is going to be great great idea cooking your meals two times a week meal prepping storing eating you don't have to cook that stuff every day you don't well I don't have time well okay Hey, listen, we're starting to get into that excuse. Uh, do you want to eat the right kind of protein or do you not want to eat the right kind of protein? Because once you continuously come up with the reason why, you, you, to you, it's not an opportunity anymore. It's an obligation. Once it becomes an obligation, you're going to find an excuse. When you find an opportunity, you're going to find what, Joe, a way. You're going to find a way to get it done. Again, it's, it's people having a problem for every solution. You know, because the opposite end of this, and this is what I was uh, going to bring to the table again, pardon the pun, uh, you know, but we talk about it every week. Kitchen apps for those that are in our area. We have an actual meal prepping service that does all the food for you. Now, I'm not going to turn this into an ad because we already have one. Okay. But I do use this service and, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, I'll be very transparent with you. I probably spend about $115, $120 a week on these meals, but I'm getting 14 meals. I mean, that's my lunch and dinner every day. So if you do all the math and you figure out what you're spending and you you break, we're actually saving money at the end of the day because I'm getting yeah. my carbs, I'm getting my protein, I'm getting my fats. Uh, and by the way, had a little issue with protein, talk to Tom at Kitchen Abs. I now get additional protein in my meals as well with no extra charge so you know he will work with you so that's something else to consider again not going to make this an ad for the uh for the show we've already had that here but kitchen abs is definitely one of those things but any meal prep service if you're outside of the northeast uh western pennsylvania northeast ohio area any prep service that is out there i mean you know you you know what you could do as far as your pocketbook but now if you don't have time to cook well, there's that. But unfortunately, no, we're not going to have it both ways. You're not going to be able to get it for free and have someone else do it for you. That just doesn't apply to any portion of life, I don't think. Yeah. And, and you do me a favor. And, and because we are going to give him props here, include the interview with Tom Kitchen Abs in the description of this podcast so people can hear about that. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, if I would have had my protein pancakes this morning, I may have hit my goal. Right? So that's my fault. But... Uh, that being said, that being said, there's so much more about protein when it comes to the breakdown, you know, the chemical problem. What is protein made up of? What is it? What does it, what give us from the time we eat protein to the time it gets into our body, protein synthesis, what is it doing in terms of synthesizing the muscle? And, and that's a different show. And we're going to get into that. But in terms of what we needed to talk about today, we've reached that point, Joe. So what we want to do now is we want to talk about what are we bringing next week. So next week, we're going to be bringing back Dr. Nicole Rentilla, and we're going to be talking about psychological eating disorders. 
Tony, what else uh, you want to add to this? So I talked to her briefly about this already. And um, she's not on the fence. She's not on the fence about whether or not they, things such as anorexia, things such as bulimia, and there's more. There's more than that. She's not on the, she's not on the fence. She's going to tell you exactly what she feels and her professional opinion, exactly where this is all coming from and, and, and what, how it's happening, why it's happening, and maybe even just what that process is to, to help people. Because this is not a laughing matter at all, right? This is a very, very, very serious problem. And so uh, Dr. Nicole Rentilla, our clinical psychologist, dives deep into that entire eating disorder. And there's a few other things we're going to talk about on that show. It's going to, you know, it's always going to be a great show. People, I, I, they, they love to listen to her. Um, she brings a lot to the table. So don't miss that show. And if you're saying, yeah, but I'm not going to be in town, that makes no sense because you can listen to our podcast anywhere. Uh, and if you say, I'm going to be busy that day, that makes no sense because you can listen to our podcast anytime between now and probably the year 2200. Um, that's a long way off, right, Joe? I think our podcast will still be sitting there. I think it will. We won't. I think our podcast will. Well, unless we eat, maybe if we eat our, maybe, let me tell you something. If we stay, look at me. If we were able, if we were able to stay, all right, in the, in the right protein intake in terms of grams of protein per pound of body weight and live until the year 2200, what kind of study would that be? We'd be famous. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, we would be definitely famous. I mean, we'd be. Uh, oh, I'm going to figure have, out. We would have been the only humans alive that lived through the corona years. Hey, listen to me. The it's first true. corona years. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah, who knows what's down the pike? Listen to me. We, I am going to figure out your and my. Top level protein intake. We're not going to go with five ounces of fish over top of that. We don't want to get kidney stones or kidney disease or anything like that. We are going to stay right at top levels. If we can make it to 2200, we are going to be rich. We're going to be rich. <clears throat> I'm done. I'm go. Yeah. Do what you got to do. <laughs> all right. Until then, I want to remind all of you be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. Remember to join us every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we release new episodes. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, be the best you. Take, eat your protein. Get your protein in there. We told you about all the benefits. We told you about how much protein you need. Any questions, all you have to do is ask. This show, by the way, Joe, goes out to Renee in Arlington, Texas, who was asking me a million questions about protein. Renee, you're welcome. Everybody else, be the best you. Renee, be the best you. Joe, be the best you. I got to go. I got way too much energy, and I have protein. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.